0: just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle,
1: you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, what most of y'all you, uh, get it, You're watching this in the replay. If you're watching it at all, it's Christmas day. I, I get, I'm at home with my family enjoying it. Uh, but I, I like to, you know, I like the continuity. And as we've been looking at the top 10 from 2023, uh, number five here falls, I mean, just perfectly on Christmas because this is the day when we celebrate, uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, son of God, the day that heaven came to earth. And do you think about heaven? Do you think about eternity? I mean, it's it's part of sort of the Christian culture. At least it's there, but we don't always live like it, but I, I get it. I, you know, uh, we, we talk about the long term, but we live for the short term, right? You know, I'm going to just ask you to take a second today, whether you're watching this on Christmas day or watching it later, that's, it doesn't matter. But think about heaven. Uh, and to to help me with this, uh, one of the most popular guests from this last year, uh, who has a book called "Thank God It's Heaven." It's written by Doctor Sam Samuel uh, Kojaglanian. Uh, and here's the interesting thing about Doctor Sam: he is a cardiologist. He is a heart surgeon, <laughs> and so you talk about life or death kind of things. This is this is what he does every day. So. Uh, this this would be a very interesting one. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time. And if you're again, if you're watching this live on Christmas Day, God bless you. I hope you've had a good Christmas. I hope uh, I'm not your only company, but if I am, I'm honored to be you know with you on this day as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And now, Doctor Sam.
1: It's great to be with you, Randy. Bless the Lord, on oh my soul, and all that is within me. We're going to bless his holy name. Let's roll. Let's do this. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, so answer that first question. Uh, what's a cardiologist doing writing a book about heaven?
1: <laughs> yeah, so it goes, it tracks back to one of my patients, right? Uh, he was, uh, I had him here in the office, and we did a stress echocardiogram. I was a little worried about his shortness of breath and other things. And so he was on a treadmill, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, Steve, you doing okay? The EKGs are changing." He's like, "Ah, doc, I'm good." And so um, I, I kept on going, and then I, I ultimately I stopped and put him on the um, on the seat and put the ultrasound back to his heart, and I noticed that part of his heart had pooped out, if you will, given up. It wasn't strong enough because the pipes leading to it were blocked. And so I said, you know what, Steve, we're going to need an angiogram, and We've got to find out. And if we, if we see the blockage, which I think you have, we're going to have to open it up. He goes, no, I'm not going to do this. It's the wrong time. And I begged him. And then you can't coerce a patient, right? It's unethical. I said, listen, this is what you got to do. This is what we have to do. And he said, no. So four months later, I get a phone call that my patient's in a hospital And I'm like, what happened? He was in a treadmill uh, in his house, in the garage. And all of a sudden he collapsed. Mm. Well, his daughter happens to be a nurse. She walked in the garage. She's like, oh my God, what's happened? And so she grabs him and dad, dad, he has no pulse. She starts doing CPR. 911 is called. He's in something called ventricular fibrillation. The heart's whack. I mean, it's, it's incompatible with life, the arrhythmia that he has. She's rushed to the hospital. He's intubated. He's, uh, he's deemed to be brain dead. Uh, all the doctors are like, wow, this guy's brain dead. He was down. And I got in the hospital. And I said, in the name of Jesus, this man is not going to be brain dead. I put my hands on him. Obviously we'll give him the medication, but the prayer prayer is so important. So I put my hands on him. I said, in the name of Jesus, Stephen, you shall wake up. And lo and behold, everybody's writing down poor prognosis, gonna die, blah, blah, blah. Three days later to the shock of everybody, he, he comes back to life and, uh, We do the angiogram. Lo and behold, he's got a 90% blockage, 99% blockage, and 100% blockage, and ultimately had to go to get a bypass surgery. So I asked him after all that was done, uh, after he was well, after he went home, well, actually, uh, when he was in the hospital, I was like, where did you go? Where did you go when you died? He's like, I don't know. It was dark. And I said, you need to know, like we open up your heart arteries, your soul, your spirit needs to be opened up. And I said, Jesus is the way you can get all other gods. You put all the other gods together. You cut those gods, they don't bleed. My God, he bled for you and he loves you. He's madly in love with you. He's not even mad at you, but he loves you and he created you. And so he accepted Jesus Christ right then and there. And that that hit me really hard. You know, one you save a soul, a, a, a human being, by opening up their heart arteries. But two, you save them, not meet through me, but through the Holy Spirit, by teaching them how good gracious God is and how he bled for us and how we can only get to heaven through him. So that hit me like, hey, people don't know. And when they die, and that was automatic, right? He's on the treadmill. Everybody's good. All is fine. Ain't nothing bothering me. Bam, he dies. I, nobody wrote that on his calendar. He's 52 years old, mm. and he dies. So I, it hit me that, look. I got to talk about heaven. We're going to teach about heaven. We're going to tell the people how to get to heaven. What kind of passport do you need to get there? And that's what inspired the book. <laughs>
0: oh, gee, wow. wow. <laughs> okay, I love that. As a as a doctor, just, I mean, just, do you have the freedom to say whatever you want to your patients? In other words, I mean, I know there's medical ethics that you follow. Yes, I, I, I get that. But I mean, can you can you openly talk about heaven with them?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, it's a, it's a question that I approach with. May I pray for you? Yeah. Uh, and usually, people are going through hard times: chest pain, chest pressure, chest tightness, palpitations. My life is a mess. It's a chaos. What am I gonna do? Help me, somebody. And <laughs> so when when a, a heart doctor is like, "Hey, can I pray for you?" They trip. Someone like, "What? Really? Yeah." Uh, and then they're like, "Sure." So I grab their hand, hand to hand, and we—I pray over them. And then, you know, a lot of times uh, they're doing—they're not doing well. We get to open up their heart arteries. They're a new man. They're a new woman. And and I use the analogy: Look, your arteries were clogged. They they were just tripping, and the heart muscle was just—it uh, was dying, and it was begging for more blood. Your soul, your spirit is like that. All of us are born in sin. We got it in our DNA a little s. Uh, And that's called sin. And you can't, you can get your ivory soap. You can get your Irish spring soap. You can try to wash, ain't nothing going to wash it away. You can go pray in the East Coast, West Coast, nothing going to happen. But when you come to God, Jesus Christ, who bled for you and me on Calvary's tree, so he could take away that sin. So when you and I die, we can live eternally with him. Uh, that's what he, he opens up that spirit for you. It's just like, we open up the artery. He opens up the spirit and you have new life, a new beginning, new joy, new peace. And they're like, you what? sign me up. I, I want this. Uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so when I share that joy with them, they're like, what? My life is miserable. Where'd you get this happiness? I want the same thing. So just like the medications, Randy, uh, all of our medications have uh, expiration dates. Uh, and and they have side effects. But this right here, this is my favorite book. I've read thousands of books to open up heart arteries. But this is the only truth I know. The books that I've read for cardiology, in a matter of five years, ten years, they change. And they're like, oh, my bad. Uh, we wrote this wrong. This is a mistake. The, oh, we have to add to this. Mm-hmm. Never will you have this with it. But, and it never has an expiration date. And it don't have bad side effects. It has good side effects. <laughs> so people are like... People are attracted to it. They're like, "Okay, let me let me have this, some of this." And so uh, I share the joy of Jesus Christ, uh, so we can. I get you know sometimes write a book, sometimes preach, uh, sometimes do you know play the sack. Whatever you have to do, so that you can win a soul to Christ, just do it. Because um, eternal hell is a long time, and we don't want to see people there.
0: Yeah, and neither and neither does God. And I want to talk about yeah. the heaven and what you're covering in the book. But I have a question for you before that cause I'm curious. Uh, and I went to a Christian doctor for a while until we, we moved across town our way. Um, and I want, I, I think it's great when my doctor prays with me, uh, and for right. me at the same time, I want him to be the best doctor in his field <laughs> because that gives me some comfort too. Uh, how, right. how do you approach, how important it is that, that you be excellent as a cardiologist, uh, as well as spiritually aware,
1: well, I think that's uh, exponentially important because uh, you can't just speak the Word of God and then be a lousy physician and hurt your patients, right? Yeah. So whatever you do with I, I do with my heart, my soul, my spirit, and you know, always uh, get to the board exams pass the board exams, keep up with the CMEs, uh, go to the lectures and understand those things, yet knowing this is temporary, it's one-on-one, and at the same time, dive into the Word of God, uh, because, you know, there's healing in medicine, obviously, but if you go to Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20, 21, 22, it says, my son, my daughter, pay attention to my words, Uh, keep them close to your eyes, lend your ears to, to what I say, put them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and then health, to their whole bodies mm. i can do whatever i can do mm. but god can give health to your whole body so it is a balance uh i don't just pray over a patient and say okay you know it's done yeah. uh, i i work with them through medication and i i keep up with the the studies on both sides
0: yeah okay well and I, and i love it that's i think that's the approach i'm an oral roberts grad so you know the whole two hands of medicine and prayer i mean i get that, that whole man approach all right let's talk about this book uh available now thank god it's heaven uh, what are you covering in this? In this,
1: well, a lot of people don't know that there is four heavens. First and foremost, they're like, "What? What do you mean? There's four heavens? There's only one heaven, and they don't know that the third heaven is actually going to go away. It's going to we're going to have a fourth heaven ultimately. So, just to break it down, in the first heaven is is where you have the birds in the skies genesis 120 where the fowls of the air are flying in the face of the firmament of the heavens and so that's the first heaven, what you and i see during the daytime minus the sun uh because you can't directly look at the sun the second heaven is is where the uh stratosphere is and that's where the sun the moon the stars are and how do you know that you know in psalm 19 the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm-hmm. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their wo- voice goes out to all the world and their their words to the ends of the world. So that's the second heaven. Also, also uh, Randy, in, in the second heaven is where you have satanic um uh the the fights the the spiritual warfare it's in daniel chapter 10 verse 12 where daniel's praying he's like dear lord help me i've been stuck here for 70 years you said you're coming back uh and um you're gonna take the israelites out of uh, after the babylonians right. uh uh t- conquered it that you're gonna bring us back to our land and so it takes 21 days for him to get this prayer. Now the Lord answered the prayer, but there was satanic warfare in the second heaven, in the stratosphere where the, the demons were not allowing the, the voice of God to come to him. So that's the second heaven. And then there's the third heaven where our God is right now. And it, you can find that where you like, where is heaven just pointed up? No, uh, heaven is to the farthest north, according to Isaiah fourteen thirteen. So you can go to the north point to the farthest north. That's where our God is. And uh, that's where he is, uh, and that's where the angels today in Isaiah chapter 6 the seraphims are like, wow, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And it's the same in chapter four of Revelation where they're holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they're worshiping him. So that's the third heaven. Now we got a fourth heaven. People are like, no, that's crazy. Yeah, the fourth heaven is the new heaven. It's called the New Jerusalem. We find it in Revelation 21 where it's going to descend on the new earth. So the, the heaven here. The heaven that we have, uh, the third heaven, and the earth here, are, they're going to disappear, 21, 1 and 2 of Revelation. And, and the new heaven is going to come down, and the new earth is going to come. So uh, these are the four heavens. And right now, Jesus in 14, John 14, 1 through 3, he said, and don't, don't let your heart be troubled. I mean, the man's dying. He's about to be crucified. His disciples are tripping out. He's like, chill don't let your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid in my father's mansion there in my father's house there are many mansions i go to prepare a place for you so in the third heaven god is preparing the fourth heaven for us today and one day one day that heaven's going to be like 1500 miles long wide and high it's from here if you go to florida and go all the way to colorado that's how that's how long it's going to be it's going to be brilliant it's going to be beautiful there's no sin there's no sorrow there's not a sun there because the Son of God is the Son, and it's going to be beautiful. So, though I wanted to break that down for you, there are four heavens. We live in the first one. We see the second one at night. Uh, we 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 believe in the third heaven by faith, and we will get to the fourth heaven ultimately.
0: If it, here's here's a an interesting question, and, and I, I don't pretend to know everything in this realm. Um, but if if God is in a third heaven, a place farthest north. How does that explain the omnipresence of god
1: well god is everywhere he's not only omnipresent he's omniscient and he's also right. omnipotent right so he uh he is in your heart uh so um those who have him you know in second corinthians 5 21 uh oh let's start with 5 17 second corinthians 5 17 if anybody's in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away and the new has come and so you're like well i used to be uh five foot zero and when i accepted jesus christ i didn't go to six foot tall what do you mean i'm a new creation uh and i used to be angry and now i'm uh, you know uh, all happy all the time i'm not a new creation well the the new creation is your spirit is changed it goes from darkness to light it goes from death to life and the holy spirit lives in you so when the holy spirit lives in you he's not only in heaven because this is the third person of the Godhead, of the Trinity. He lives in you, so he's everywhere you go. So God is everywhere. Uh, he's not only in heaven, but he's actually in you. And, and that's, the, that's the problem, Randy. Many Christians don't know who they are. You know, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, You are a chosen generation you're a royal priesthood you're like a king you're like a priest uh, you're a holy nation you're like i'm not holy i said bad things well your spirit is 100 percent holy because the holy spirit lives in it now the mind's got to change romans 12 1 to 2 and and the body will ultimately change in the rapture in first corinthians fifteen fifty one. but you are holy that's what God called you. And you're a chosen generation and God's own special people who have been taken out of the darkness and brought into the light so that you and I can proclaim the praises of our God. And so God is in you. So mm-hmm. you're going to, you're in the building now. I'm in my office now. You get in your car, you go, God is there with you. So God is omnipresent. He's everywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's why I was trying to figure out if, he, if if he's there, he's not just there would be, the, would be the, I think, the way to phrase yes. it, to yes. it succinctly. Um, on the uh, idea of specific parameters, you know, the, the mileage and things like that, the cubits, I guess it is in Greek or Hebrew, whatever they use, uh, how do you know, especially when it comes to Revelation, how do you decide what's literal and what's figurative? Because Revelation is the most figurative Jewish book in the Bible. Uh, and a lot of sort of the uh, the concepts of the, the futurism, the eschatology and things come from taking them literally. Um, how do you know that? Why do you choose to take a literal approach instead of a, a more um, allegorical pro- approach, you know? Sure. Sure.
1: Well, I mean, it took me like a good five years to study the book of Revelation, and I I heard the Lord, and I was writing a book about it, and the Lord's like, child, before the rapture, can we get this book out? And so I finally got the book out. So it's, you know, uh, unbeknownst to many people, because they stay away from Revelation, right? you got to dig into it first and foremost, and there is a blessing to it, and Satan doesn't want you, me, or our audience to be blessed. He wants us to be cursed. And so there's a blessing in the book of Revelation. Many pastors, many Christians are like, uh, okay, I don't get this. This is wacko. So I'm going to stay away from it. No, you got to dive into it. The more you dive into it, the more you see that it's actually in order. Everything is in order. Chapter 1 to Chapter 3, we're living in the age. It's in Revelation Chapter 1, 19. Write down the things that were, that are. And are to be That's your whole outline Of the, the book of Revelation So chapter 1 Of things that were Jesus Christ is dead and, and risen And it's glorified You see him as glorified Chapters 2 and 3 Are the church age We're in the 7th church Laodicea Where our churches are cold the, uh, God, God wants us to be Either hot or cold But our churches are lukewarm They're a little bit of God And a little bit of the world uh, And so after the, In the 4th chapter You see John Is taken up to heaven And that is a picture of the rapture so that's a little allegorical if you will but it stops talking about the churches all the way to now revelation 22 the church is gone it's disappeared because the church is raptured so how do i you know if when he randy when he takes so much time to detail the fourth heaven for you and me i don't think it's allegorical anymore because he's like okay there will be 12 gates uh, each gate will be a, a huge pearl, and and the, the name of the tribes of Israel will be written on that gate. There will be 12 foundations of the new heaven, and each name of the apostles will be written on that foundation. The walls will be such thickness and such height, and then there will be jewels on it, and, and it will be like sapphire and 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 rubies and diamonds and so he's taken a long time to describe it for you in detail so when he does that when he goes the distance to describe to me that's literal and it's not allegorical all
0: right uh and just for the record (laughs) for for my for my own uh integrity i i do take a fulfilled prophecy view uh what is often called preterist view uh of, of revelation and things like that so i'm fine to discuss them uh but i I feel the necessity. I'm not here to argue or have a debate with you. I want to get to the core right. of the, the the beauty of heaven because we fully agree on on that. Um, when when we talk about heaven, there's also this phrase, "the kingdom of heaven." Uh, do you do you dive into that at all? Because I think there's a, a difference between a future heaven and the kingdom of heaven, which is at hand. Jesus said. Uh, and what would be an inheritance to those early first Christian believers? Do you get into the nuance there?
1: I do because it's like uh, I think when we talk about heaven, Randy, we're all like, okay, my life is terrible and I'm gonna pull out my hair and I don't know what to do, but one day one day it's going to be glorious yeah. oh, oh, the heaven the kingdom of heaven is in you yeah uh, and and the kingdom of heaven is in us and so why not take the joys of heaven? And bring it in. And people say when I die, that's when eternal life begins. That's not true. In okay. John seventeen three. In John seventeen three, when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior and believe in him that he raised he was raised from the dead and make him our master, eternal life starts there. It's that's in John seventeen three. So I I think there's a disconnect where people are thinking, you know what? One day, one day Mm-hmm. it's gonna be so much better but today i gotta to suffer and to, and you know there is suffering in life There there's no doubt about it uh, but today is miserable and i hate this life no today bring the joys of heaven today because in in it's in the book of psalms 16 verse 11 you will show me the paths of life and in your right hand is fullness of joy. And in your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So uh, Jesus Christ in, in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And that's not talking about then. That's talking about the kingdom of heaven in you now. So, uh, so how do you get there? Uh, I think we're so into the world, like in, in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 26, it says, ch- check, out the, uh, check out the birds of the air. Uh, they, don't, they don't sow. They don't trip out. They're not calling 911. I take care of them. And look at the lilies of the field, Matthew 6, 28. I take care of them. I clothe them. And in Matthew 6, 30, he's like, why are you tripping? Because I'm taking care of you. Seek you first the kingdom mm-hmm. of God and all these things will be added unto you. So we we can bring the kingdom of God here mm-hmm. and understand that it's already in us here. And when we spend time in the word, Not like, okay, well, I guess I got to spend time in the Word uh, legalistically. It's like you do this out of love because this is this word, Psalm 10720, he sent for the Word, and it healed them. You're looking for healing? It's here. You're looking for joy and revival? It's in in Psalm 19, right? Psalm 19, it says um, uh, in the 19, I think it's 7, the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul you want to be revived you want this mind to like I'm tired I'm fatigued you want it to be, the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy making wise the simple you like I'm confused this book will make you wise <laughs> the precepts of the Lord are right giving joy to the heart. I love it. I bet That's you do. That's how you get joy. <laughs> That's how you get joy. And people like I'm sad. I'm because they ain't in the Word. And I don't mean that uh, to convict or uh, condemn anybody. I'm like you ain't doing God a favor by reading your Bible. You're doing yourself a favor, <laughs> baby. Right. You are getting better by reading the Bible. So that you want joy. You want strength? It's in here. You want wisdom? It's in here. you confused? This will help you. So bring heaven into your soul today, and you're right. The kingdom of heaven is not only at hand, but the kingdom of heaven is in us, and it's up to us to search for it and find it. And the only way we can find it is through the word. And it ain't through the news because the news going to scare you. <laughs> yeah. And and whatever you hear, that's what you fear, right? Yeah. You hear bad things over and over and you fear and you're like, I'm scared, I'm scared. This book will take that fear out of you. Uh, you go to Psalm 91 uh, and it says, you know, he who dwells in a secret place. we got to dwell there. You don't visit there. That's the problem, Randy. Mm-hmm. Everybody visiting. I got I got 5 minutes and then I got to watch sports or I got to do this. And I'm not saying anything wrong with sports, but I'm just like I'm going to visit you, God. No, he who dwells in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress. You want a refuge? You want a fortress? Go to God. He got you and, and it, bring heaven here.
0: Exactly what Jesus said, abide in me. Live 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 Amen. here. Don't just visit. Don't just go on Sundays, you know, uh, stay here, live here every day. Another weapon for your argument, First uh, Timothy 6.12, where Paul says to Timothy, take hold of the eternal life to which you are called. And I love that scripture because he's not telling him to go commit suicide and to start eternal life. He's saying, no, it's already started because you have been spiritually reborn. Uh, and we, we start that and, and, and then – the idea of the kingdom, which which is a rule and a reign, it, it's the power and the authority. And I think Jesus was saying it's it's at hand. He later told someone, you are very near the kingdom because he was near Jesus. And then after the crucifixion, resurrection, he sends the Holy Spirit. And now the kingdom of heaven, like you said, resides in Amen. us. And so that, that power and authority, when we live there, it does. It brings heaven to earth. And I love it. I love your passion. Uh, and, and it just... I, I, if I was going to go to a heart doctor, where are you at? And you're in California?
1: California, Lo, Los Angeles, Santa Clarita, okay. about 30 miles north of Los Angeles, oh. Santa Clarita.
0: I hope, hope I don't have to come see you, but I'd feel pretty good if I had to. <laughs> I mean, I'd be feeling bad if I had to, but I'd, feel, I'd be reassured if I had to. We'll take
1: we'll take good care of you, bud. <laughs> I
0: know. Let's let's hope that this is our only meeting, <laughs> unless yes. it's social. Uh, anyway, okay, um, right. This is the book. People want to see it again. Thank God it's heaven. Uh, Doctor Sam Kojaglanian, if I got that right again. Okay, um, you nailed it. <laughs> I I want to uh, ask about your your website and and the work that you do because uh, I want to let people know they can go to beaconofhearts.org, Which by the way, I love that uh, cardiologist has all these scriptures about the heart, uh, the mender of hearts, they call you, you know, beaconofhearts.org. What do you do on the website?
1: The, so the website t- uh, talks about what exactly we do. You know, part of it is, like you said, the cardiology, but uh, uh, now gearing more towards the, the spiritual part of it. I have 32 orphans in Myanmar, uh, we take care of them. We feed them. Wow. We save them from sex, sex trafficking. Uh, you know, little girls, uh, the daddy shoots him, his his their, their mama, and then turns their, around and shoots himself. And then you got a two-year-old girl and three-year-old girl. They're going to be stranded. They're going to be sex trafficked ultimately. So we, we grab little kids like this. We feed them. Uh, we uh, teach them the word of God. Uh, We clothe them, we house them, and we send them to school. So it's an honor to do that. Uh, Also, we go from land to land, from Armenia to the Philippines to Argentina to Africa. uh, And we just line them up, uh, like 500 to 1,000 people. Uh, We, number one, feed them. Number two, we take care of them medically. Uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, other things. We give a medication for a whole year. Mm. And I recruit doctors and nurses from there. Mm. So uh, not to bring uh, doctors and nurses from America because, you know, they don't know the language, but recruit them from there through pastors. And so we, we help the indigent. And that's, uh, you know, we got like four – uh, four pairs of running shoes. And we're like, well, maybe I need a new one. Those people don't got no shoes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you you will kiss the ground of America when you come back. So mm-hmm. you find out how blessed you are when you help those who are in need. And that's what God has called me to do, to go and help the indigent. Uh, I, I take it literally when he says go. I'm like, okay, go, baby, go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> you go to the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, make disciples of, of Jesus Christ. Make them uh, love him first. And then it's not only I visited you, bless your heart, uh, God bless you, and I gotta go. It's uh, we recruit the pastors from there, and they go to their churches. So it's uh, it's a big follow up after that. Uh, that's that. I have a lot of books, uh, a lot a lot of books on the Book of Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of books about hope, uh, how to find hope in life, how to find joy in life, how to, how you know that uh, I have one book called uh, God Knows Your Address. So there's a lot of books, and there's a lot of preaching. Uh, Every uh, Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I I get on Instagram people from Africa, the Philippines, Armenia, uh, Argentina. They all pop up and I just preach the gospel. We take that and we put it in the um, we put it in the website and you can go to the sermon site and and get sermons from a crazy cardiologist who's in love with Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Well, and I love that you're you're sharing the gospel in word and deed. I mean, you're not just talking it; you're living it. What's your Instagram handle?
1: Instagram is uh, Dr. Sam, D-R-S-A-M, and then there is uh, uh, space, and it's Kojiglomian for Yeah, <laughs> D-R- 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 D-R-S-A-M, space, Kojiglomian.
0: All right. Well, there's the spelling on the screen right now. It might be easier if you just go to the website to find his Instagram if you want to hear more from Dr. That's Sam. Right. Beaconofhearts. That's right. Beaconofhearts.org. And, and I got a, this is also on your website, so i got to bring it up before I let you go, because it's one of the strangest things I've ever seen, and that is a rapping cardiologist. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about?
1: Yeah. So, you know, again, you, you win souls and uh, uh, however you can. Um, and so sometimes I do rap music. For instance, you know, to to get the, the – uh, to study the, the books of the Bible, uh, you know, you, you just, like, uh, say, I, I can't get it. I get it. So uh, through rap music, I got it. You know, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Number, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Joshua, Je- Je- for St. Sam, for St. Kings, for St. Chronicles. So uh, through rap music. Uh, you can touch people's lives. When I go to, um, when I go to uh, talk to athletes across America uh, in colleges, they're like, yo, bust the bust rhyme. We heard you were a rapper. And so when you, when he, instead of coming and saying, well, hello, I'm Dr. Samuel Kojiglani. You're like, what's up, y'all? What's up? And they love it. And they just, you know, you talk, you don't talk to their head. You talk to their hearts and their souls. And that's what, uh, that's, the beauty of jesus and i just want to take his beauty and share it
0: with people and you the other crazy thing about it is you're actually good <laughs> you, you're <not. laughs> thank you so, uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna let people hear it before we leave today but is there anything else dr okay. dr sam I, I love your passion i love your love for the word and and for god for christ uh is there anything else you, you want people to know before i show them a little rapping by you on our way out
1: well, I think uh, we need to start praising the Lord at all times with all our hearts in in psalm nine one, and people like, "Well, you don't know my situation, uh, you know, and I just want to tell my patients or or the, our beautiful audience, when you're going up the stairs or were you walking today, understand that some of my patients don't have legs and they can't walk. Mm-hmm. So thank God for your legs. I know the situation and the circumstances might be rotten. But at least thank God for the legs. And when you see with your eyes, some of my patients are blind because of diabetes and other things, thank God for your eyes. Mm. And say, Lord, I'm sorry, my mouth has been a gate of complaints, and I want to change that to a gate of praise. Mm. And in Psalm 9, 1, where it says that uh, praise the Lord with all your heart. And so I want to encourage our, uh, our beautiful audience to, uh, to set aside the complaints and look at the big picture and say, my God is good. And he's good all the time and he's going to help me and he's going to deliver me. And, in, and when my heart is overwhelmed, Psalm 61:2, take me to the rock that's higher than I, Lord. Take me to the rock that's higher than my circumstances. Take me to the rock that's higher than my tears. Take me to a rock that's higher than my pain. Take me to a rock that's higher than me breaking down. Take me to that rock, Jesus Christ, and let me stand and I shall not fall. That's what I want to share with my audience. Go to the rock, Jesus Christ.
0: Well, I don't know how else to uh, to encourage you more than to say that that uh, heaven's real. It came to earth on this day, Christmas Day, uh, and we get to celebrate it. And we have the honor, uh, and really, in a, in a way, the responsibility every day to bring heaven to earth, uh, spread the kingdom, share it with others, exemplify it for others. So appreciate you guys being here. Hope hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas the rest of your day. Or if you you're watching this later. Had a good one. Have a good New Year, whatever. Just let heaven be a party of your life. I want to show you something real quick. Uh, actually, before I forget, uh, and that is Dr. Sam's website, uh, BeaconOfHearts.org, and there's a new book right there called "A Perfect Mess." So, since uh, this last interview, he released this one later in August of this last year. So, if you want to follow up with Dr. Sam, you can check that out and check out Beacon of Hearts. This perfect mess is driving out condemnation because in Christ, there is no condemnation. And that's that's one of the tricks of the enemy to bring hell into our lives. So let's let's disregard condemnation. Uh But hey, great to see you. See you again tomorrow. Uh Let's see. Tomorrow is. Oh, we're going to talk about health. So come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.